Welcome back, everyone, to another fantastic episode of Cosmos with Cosmos. I'm Brandon. I'm Mike. And I'm Liz. And today we're talking about, well, what are the building blocks of the universe? Yeah. That's kind of a big question. Legos. Legos. How to, how to build a, a Cosmo in the Cosmos, if yes. you will. Oh, which is basically what we did today. We built ourselves, we, I'm sorry, Mike built all of us a Cosmo in our current Cosmos. So Mike's the creator. Which, by the way, this is the first time that we've had a Cosmo. So for our drinks, kicking it off, we have Cosmos. Let's get a little 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 tip for the podcast. Tink. 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 There's a horrible tinking glass. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so before we talk about, you know, how to build a universe and all that fun stuff, um... We should probably talk about our drinks. Now, we said we're having Cosmo, mm-hmm. uh, but what are the building blocks of a Cosmo drink? Good question. Mike? <laughs> Fancy alcohol, uh, man? Citrus vodka. In this particular case, citrus vodka. Uh, cranberry juice, lime juice, and triple sec, which we finished we all the triple it. sec. We killed, killed it. it. Excellent. So, um, yeah, that's a pretty simple Pretty simple building blocks. Yeah. So you get your, you get your cranberry taste, you get your orange mm-hmm. uh, with the triple sec, get your, get your lime, mm-hmm. and then of course the citrus flavors of the vodka. And it's very citrusy. And you shake it all up. You, you do shake it. <laughs> A lot of shaking going on. Uh, so there are our first drinks for this podcast. Um, and we also have a couple of rules, don't we? We do. Uh, what are our rules, Liz? Our rules are if any dogs bark, Take a drink. If we do any uh, Star Wars or, now that Brandon's back, Lord of the Rings references, take a drink. Hey. That's it. That's, that's all it. the rules. Okay, that's all yeah. the rules. Yeah. We're very, I think it was like one more. Yeah, we're, 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 we were going to add another one, but I can't remember what it, we're, what it was. We're a fair, fairly uh, lawless household here, so just got a couple rules. Yeah. got to stick by them. Yeah. Just don't break them. Um, and of course, uh, feel free to give us a follow on the Twitter at Drinking Cosmos, the Instagram Cosmos with Cosmos. I think that's all the social media we have. It's all the socials. That's all we need. Well, and the YouTube. YouTube. Oh, oh, the YouTube. Of course, the YouTube. Like us on all the things. Like us, yes. Uh, send us postcards if you would like. Um, Skittles. Skittles, always fantastic. No, because we're not giving our address out on. One no uh, here for everyone. Here is here is the address. It's one two three four West Fake Street Drive. There we go. So when we uh, talk about building blocks of the universe, there is a lot of different types of building blocks. We have itty bitty, infinitesimally small building blocks to create matter, for example. We have bigger things, bigger building blocks to make planets, moons, solar systems, Mm -hmm. and even bigger building blocks to make uh, galaxies and giant superstructures. So. I guess we should start with the smallest box, the smallest turtle. That's all the, the way down. The foundation. The foundation. The foundational blocks. Yeah. So particles. Particles. Yeah. That's exactly the segue I was going to make. Particles. The smallest itty bitty things uh, that we know of. Maybe those particles are made up of other things. Uh, but let's first talk about the particles, and then we can talk about possibly what other things may be. Well, we have particles like that have weird names, right? Like you got like. Gluons and muons, and the, but then you Quarks, have quarks and leptons. Well, well, but look. then there's strange things and charming things and yes, up they, things and down things and yeah, Finnegan's Wake. Yeah, so, yes. Um, I, let's start with the Greeks. Oh, okay. Oh. Let's oh, just I like let's this. start with the Greeks. So the Greeks, 
the Greeks posed the question, and uh, it was probably around before the Greeks, but the Greeks posed the question, okay. if you have a block of something and you and you cut it in half, okay. and keep cutting that in half, keep cutting okay. it in half, okay. you, you, you finally get to a um, the most basic brick building block of that object, and they called it a noun. And so, um, well, they had probably a Greek name for it. Well, but it, was, it, was, it was it was like a, a, a atomus, a- atomus by yeah. who was it? Dur- Dur- uh, the, Democritus. Democritus. It, it, it just stood for indivisible, so mm-hmm. you can no longer divide it at this base points. Yep. And so it was the smallest that you could get, mm-hmm. um, and that pretty much, you know, stayed the way that we thought for a long time. Then we found out that the atom actually can be. Um, it has things that make it up. So it's not the smallest. It's not the smallest. We have to go deeper. The Greeks were wrong about a lot of stuff. They were kind of they, right about things, too. They gave it a Well, better than Romans. But did they delve too deep? Too greedily. That's a drink. That's a drink, yeah. <laughs> okay, so in the, um, in the late 1800s, in the uh, first part of the 19th century, we found out that um, the atom is actually made up of smaller constituents, and we eventually found out um, that they were that it's made of electrons and protons, and eventually neutrons. Um, one of um, my most favorite countries in the world, um, New Zealand. New Zealand, they have a scientist on their money, Ernest Rutherford, who actually figured out that the atom is actually mostly empty and in, 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 the, in, the, in the center of it you have the nucleus where you have the protons and the neutrons and then you have the electrons. How, how did he figure that out? He shot a bunch of um, alpha particles at gold and alpha particles are, um, uh, I believe it was alpha particles. Yeah, it was alpha particles. Okay, um, it was alpha particles he shot at a leaf of gold, uh, gold plate, and... Um, and basically what he did was he uh, measured, actually his assistants measured <laughs> where course. those alpha particles um, bounced. Um, so they would hit the nucleus and they'd bounce off and you can um, figure out and where to hit. I, I, I love this idea. He's not doing this in the giant CERN lab we think of today. He's doing this in like 1910 and yeah. he's shooting charged alpha particles and it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, and so, before Ernest Rutherford, um, uh, J.J. Thompson, who Rutherford actually studied under, um, Thompson said that the uh, that the atom was kind of this plum pudding um, model where you have neutrons, where you have protons and electrons just kind of all together. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And Rutherford showed that that was not correct. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so find out that we have protons and neutrons, eventually neutrons anyway, and, oh, and Rutherford's on one of the dollar bills for New Zealand. Nice. And, that, and that's because they fucking, you know, take pride in scientists and people that advance the world. Speaking of science on money, Canada, Canada. has Canada, Canada arm, which I love Canada the ISS. so much. Yeah, ISS. 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 Really, anytime NASA needs an arm, they go, hey, Canada. Canada's like, you gonna need an arm? Yeah, we do. It's a beautiful no, relationship. What does our money have? A pyramid and an eye and um, some religious crap. Yeah, some, some religious dead crap. Dead well, that, 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 that's slowly changing now. That's true. 
Yeah. Not without a fight. With a, is... No, Harriet Tubman on the 20. Oh, eventually. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, with it. All right. So, um, back on track. Anyway. So, we eventually found out that um, through a lot of experimentation and stuff in the 1960s, that um, protons and neutrons actually um, aren't uh, that you know, most basic, indivisible building block. Um, they actually it are goes made up smaller? of... It goes smaller? Um, they're made up of things called quarks. Quarks, Dang. like in Star Trek? <laughs> uh, yeah, spelt that way. <laughs> Every time I hear the word quarks, I immediately think of quark. Yeah, Star Trek. I think of... Is that uh, James Joyce? Yeah. yeah, that was him. So, um, all right, so protons... Um, and there, there are six types of quarks, and you have up and down. Oh, these are the quarks. Yeah, okay. so these are the quarks um, taken from Finnegan's Wake. Can, um, I, can, I, can I say them so I look like I'm smart and know things about physics? You know things. Okay, am. there are six types of quarks, everyone. Six. It is up, down, charm, strange, left, <laughs> top. top, and bottom. Yes. <laughs> Damn it. Excellent. Damn it. <laughs> left and right. Left and right. We, you know what was we already had up and down, you so know, I was it, like, top and bottom it, seems yeah. redundant. It sounds like we're naming these types up, down. It feels like we're putting a cheat code from Nintendo. It, it does. <laughs> up, down, charm, strange, top, bottom. Ha! <laughs> Triangle. Now, now our main character's got 16 times smaller. <laughs> so in a, in a proton, um, you actually... Oh, okay, I have to think about this now. All right, so... In a proton, you have two up quarks and one down quark, and in a neutron, it's actually flipped. You have uh, two, you have one up and two down. So, uh, those neutrons are real downers. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's that's a good way to remember it. Those neutrons are so neutral. Just pick a side. Yeah. It's a downer. Yeah. So there you go. Um, and um, and those quarks are the the, the, right now, we think that they are the most the indivisible, the smallest. Uh, they have, um, yeah, so they're fundamental. Now, of, of course, I mean, we can always go into, you know, the debate of what strings are and that type of thing, but well, that's for a different podcast. Yeah. yeah, we already talked about string theory yeah. in our, um, uh, another episode. So one of the best ways I remember, you know, um, particles is with chemistry, you have the periodic table. Uh-huh. And it lays out everything about the you know the chemistry and mm-hmm. the elements, but now with um, these particles, you have the standard model, and that is what the nine, twelve of them kind of laid out in the table. Um, each one belongs to their own family and gives their yeah. own types of properties. Uh, so it's kind of convenient looking at that and thinking, okay, everything kind of fits nicely into this model. Yeah. So um, you you have um, you have th- things called. Fermions and bosons, um, basically. Uh, but bef- before, before, I think we should maybe explain a little bit more of like why do we? Can we explain why these quarks are named the way they are? Oh, because um, <laughs> it's a little confusing. Uh, so yeah, Katie's like direction is strong, strange. What? No, they're taking flavors. From, Don't forget flavors. Yeah, they're taken from um, the the way that the reason why they're named the way they are is because they were. I can't. I, th- I think it was Murray Gell-Mann. Um, a physicist who worked on the standard model took their names from characters from Finnegan's Wake. That's why I say Finnegan's oh, Wake. Oh, is that so? It's an actual book. book. Okay. Yeah. So, so they, they're just named after. Just... It's, it's the apprentices to Ulysses. Uh, it's of course one of the great English novels. 
So James Joyce. <laughs> so so that so th- that's why they have these like. I mean, the sixties were a crazy time, man. Um, but it's just so like. Yeah. You got up down. Top bottom, but then charmed and strange. Charm and strange, yeah. Well, charming. It is kind of confusing, but I think it's better than saying like this is the A type, this is the B type, yeah. this is the C type. And Mark really, truly, really, really yeah. and truly, all you have, all you need to know is that the entire um, universe that you can touch and experience and feel. Um, I, I'm talking about like tables and people and all this kind of stuff and glasses okay. are made up of. Up quarks, down quarks, and electrons. And that is so and that's it. That's it. That's, that's, it. Like that's all you need to know, everybody. Ultimate building blocks of the universe. Yeah, because anything that's heavier, um, and, and really and truly, I mean, look at these things. So up and down, and then I, I think the next one is um, uh, maybe it's charm and strange to so think top and bottom are on the end. Yeah. Um, so up and down. So the next family is um, charm and strange, they're heavier. Uh-huh. Then up and down, and so since they they have more mass, they tend to not they're they're unstable, oh. um, and so they they break down into up and down, okay. and the same thing with with top and, and it's and, and it's the charm and strange quarks and the the top, top and bottom quarks that we only observe or know uh, do, through, through particle mm-hmm. collisions in labs. Yeah, through yeah, the had a lot like large that large hadron collider, collider. and Fermi lab and things like that. If we were to visualize these quarks you know for something to for visual learners out there how how can we like what do they look like how can we visualize them in our brains oh shit well there i don't mm, that's a really difficult question and it's really what i'm here for posing the tough questions on cosmos with because they're considered what the way that physicists describe them is that they are what called they're called point particles uh-huh. Um, and so they technically really don't have any size to them. And so, um, yeah. And so it's really kind of hard to, I, I can't think of a way to have somebody uh, visualize it. And it's not like you can think of them like in a nice cluster, like when you think of molecules, all these, you know, all the atoms are all well, together. together. Yeah. Together uh, because these are points and the distances are so small, but yet at the same time, so vast within that uh-huh. small scale. Just like little points, mm-hmm. little points, like little pinpricks, and it confuses me. And so these these quarks inside of um, a neutron or a proton mm-hmm. are um, are held together by a. They have they they keep exchanging um, this thing called a gluon. Boy, a gluon that glues them, them together. together. Yep. See that one makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. And so as if you were to take two quarks. And you were to pull them apart, oh, um, the energy that it takes to pull them apart actually grows, and so you can't actually ever pull them apart with the energies of the universe that we experience right now. And so maybe right after the Big Bang you could, but right now you can't do it, and so it's called confinement. And uh, you, you, that's why you never have in the universe today because the universe is too cool; it doesn't have enough energy. Free quarks are just flying around. They're always, they always are connected to somebody else. To another wow. quark. Free the quarks. Free the quarks. And uh, Katie just brought up a great point on the chat. Uh, when you think of these particles oh, wow. at this smallest scale, it is like a universe within a universe within a universe. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. 
It, it, it's just like that Men in Black scene where they go out of the universe and it's the aliens playing marbles with the galaxies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Basically that, uh, but at smaller scales. <laughs> and, and this was just a quark. So you have this whole... You, you, that's one family. Oh, yeah, there's other, there's you, other you things. Have the, you, you, you have the leptons, which are the electrons. And, and, and the electron, if you, if you look at the electron families, they kind of mirror the, um, the quarks. So you have, you have three families. Each one has two. Um, you, have, you have an electron, and then you have the, the electron neutrino. Okay. Um, in the next family, you, you have the muon, which is a heavier version of yeah. the electron, and it's corresponding muon neutrino. And then you have the uh, tau, tau, which is even much heavier um, than the electron, and um, it's corresponding neutrino. The, the problem with, this, with the standard model um, is, I love that there's a problem with the standard model. The, the standard model is amazing at being able to uh, make all these predictions mm. and um, and the, the the physicists that came up with it, they've all won the Nobel Prize, and it's just an incredible model. It is a true science, in a scientific way of, of talking about things, a theory, because there's a lot yeah, of evidence behind yeah, it. It's, it's like Newton's theories. Everything works the way it should, but there's still more to it. Yeah, and so the fundamental problem with the standard model is that it doesn't make any predictions about... So the question is, why is the muon roughly 200 times heavier than the electron? Why is That's the tau 1,397 times heavier than the electron? The, it's just an odd number, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. one thing, and um, the standard model doesn't make a prediction as to why those masses are the way they are. And, and that's why there's some deeper physics that's going on that that maybe string theory, yeah. out, maybe there's something else. Can we say new physics? There's, there's, there's going to be new physics. Love so. new physics. When and, a new, fi new physics is just physics that's always been there that we don't know about yet. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you, so you have leptons and and, and, and hadrons. Um, so you have you have electrons and quarks, basically, is what you have. Uh -huh. um, and then you have what's called the um, the bosons or gauge bosons, and these are the force carriers. So the gluons, um, photons, the are, force. Carriers, the force, carriers. The force wielders. Okay. <laughs> yes, these are the Jedi of the universe. So, um, yeah, so gluons, and then they're responsible for the strong force, which is what keeps quarks together, binds them together. Um, you have photons, which is, are responsible for electromagnetism basically mm -hmm. and then you have the weak force z, uh, z bosons and w bosons which are responsible for the weak force so what i'm what i'm gonna do here because i'm sure people's heads like my own are spinning right now yeah just like um, gonna, strange I'm, and top yeah. and bottom my my brain is starting to just <laughs> break apart <laughs> so when we think about this tiny universe uh it's not just these individual points. It's not a singular thing that the universe is built on. It is a populated forest of chaos occurring at this incredibly small level. And a this makes up everything. populated forest of chaos. Populated forest of chaos. Welcome to Cosmos of the Cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> 
So at this point, that is the base of what we know. Now, very likely there is stuff that builds that as well. Um, and at that point, it gets crazy and weirder than charmed and directions and things. I don't know how more strange it could get. Or find out, hopefully, within the next 15, well, 20 years. Strange. Strings are pretty strange. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we'll, we'll do a whole thing on string theory at some point. We talked about it a little bit uh, in we one talk- episode. I can't remember what episode we talked about it. We tend to talk about it a lot because we always end up getting into these small segments. That's true. And that's it, true. It's just what we do. Uh, so let's leave the particles where they currently are. All right, so step one foundation, mm-hmm. particles. Step. To the quantum worlds. Yes. And so so you have, you have the quarks and the, le- and the leptons. So quarks... Protons, neutrons, and electrons, um, and then that, those make atoms, um, which is the smallest possible ele- elements of the periodic mm-hmm. table, basically. Um, the next, uh, and then you bring these atoms together, and they create molecules. Molecules. So that's the next step up. So quarks, quarks, and leptons making atoms, making uh, molecules. And then the molecules come together. And they can make things like proteins and such. Yeah. And make, that and make bigger things. Yeah, and that begins to give us the building blocks of life when you start getting to the protein level. Yeah. The the protein. The protein level. level. Excellent. This feels like a powers of ten kind of episode. And so we're just gonna kind yeah, of Yeah, we're just up. going up. Yeah. yeah, but what if the earth were just the size of a baseball? Like <laughs> <laughs> Jupiter and Saturn would be the size of beach balls. Oh my god. Right, and I think Pluto's a golf ball. Yes, yes. The, for for those of you that are like, what what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, we had a planetarium show called "If the Earth Was the Size of a Baseball." We kind of scaled up, did a play with scale, and, and kind of mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So when we get to proteins. That's when you can start building DNA. Uh, that's mm-hmm. based off carbon life. Uh, there's possibilities of having other types of life other than carbon, but we haven't found it. Um, like methane, possibly based life, silicon, silicon based life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the moment, it's strictly carbon. And now we'll get into the familiar terms, carbon, silicon, methane. Hydrogen, so, helium. Hydrogen, helium, beryllium, lithium. Lithium. <laughs> well, Radon, the, neon. The, the, Lead? Sort of the, I feel like I'm supposed to start. <laughs> plum, plum bum. Well, because the, after the, the Big Bang uh, and when you had molecules coming together, whatever, uh, like your, your bait, you had hydrogen, helium, and like a dash of lithium yeah. kind of. Yeah, and, and, and even just those three elements when they were first made within, I think, those first two minutes, that was ninety eight percent of all the elements have been created just right in those first two minutes. Because mm-hmm. everything else, go ahead. Thirteen minutes. Thirteen minutes. I and, and there's, there's a reason why. No, there, there's a reason Lucky why. Lucky number thirteen. Well, no, but um, <laughs> no, because it all has to do with the neutron. It all has to do with the neutron. Um, a little tattoo right here. Uh, all has to do with the neutron. So the neutron has a half life. Um, and so a free neutron just doing its own thing out in space will break down into an electron, a proton, and this little W boson that, that uh, does mm. its thing. Also, a neutrino goes flying off. But, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, cool though. and the half life of a free neutron is 13 minutes, and that 13 minutes is also oh, related cool. to the creation of lithium. That's so cool. Ooh. Yeah, so... So go look at Bathory and think about that. Yeah, so um, <laughs> at the end that. of that 13 minutes, when, um, you know, most of the neutron, free neutrons were decayed into protons and uh-huh. stuff, that's when uh, the creation of lithium starts to die uh-huh. out in the early universe. And the Brown the fans say thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Wow. That's just what, but most everything else was, yes, made in the first two minutes, um, two or three minutes. But, um, but you still had a little bit of that lithium being created. All right, so we got we got most of our elements made right there in the first thirteen minutes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and let's kind of, kind of move another step up. Okay. Uh, so when you get all these elements together, they can start to clump up and create giant molecular clouds. And over time, these molecular clouds, due to differences in gravity, can start to clump up as well. And if you get enough of this gas and dust mixed in in one spot together, the gravity comes so much that it will collapse ignite and become a brand new star yes indeed so the smallest bits of the universe come together at a colossal scale to create stars and then around these stars you have these big discs because the molecular cloud is still there there's still dust and gas and stuff flying mm-hmm. around it mm-hmm. uh, so then that would be into coalesce as well around in the flat disc you know what's crazy though in the beginning though there were no rocky planets if there were any planets that had to be made it would they oh it would take a while they, they all would have been gas Gosh, giants. Now, yeah. I, I, now, just, now, I just thought about that. Now, yeah. Now, why do you think that would be, Liz? So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we, can piece, we can piece this together. So, the things that make up the core of Earth, much of iron, oh, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there yeah. we go. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, y- y- because you need the hev- those heavier elements to make the rocky worlds, and you can only get those he- heavy elements from massive stars going supernova because yes, those massive yes. stars through their lives and their deaths are the, is the only place that you can make those heavy elements because the star, you need these incredibly high temperatures and pressures mm-hmm. to then have, um, to then have iron, gold, platinum, uh, ca- uh, calcium, basically everything after, yeah, up to uh, lead. So, yeah. everything after, up to, uh, iron. Up, up to iron. Yeah. And then everything else is actually created in the supernova, in the supernova and, itself. The yeah. And that was given to us, I believe in a 1958 paper titled the synthesis of elements of stars. Oh, Love yes, that paper. yes, I've heard Yeah. That. You know, and so all these people who have, um, gold rings on their fingers, um, it goes deeper than that as well. Keep going. Keep yeah. going. Um, you know, they, they, they'll they say, you know, the, the, these gold rings, they represent um, love because we're, we're married and all this kind of stuff. And they're like, oh, we dug it out of the ground. No, it, it was born in a supernova. Yeah. A star died for you to have that ring on your finger. How do we know? And I don't know. I, I, I'm just asking this because I yeah, don't think sure. anyone here has an answer. Uh, but... Like in challenge accepted. Okay, well then, <laughs> uh, uh, in a supernova. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so star goes big bada boom, um, and you have like gold being made. We'll just say we'll just use gold. How much gold is made? Like how much gold is made in that? And is it enough? Like um, like like how many stars need to explode there, in order to have a gold ring made from? There is an answer that to that. Now. There is an answer. I just don't know it. Uh, you you probably just need one supernova to to happen to make enough gold go into a ring. I don't I don't think that you have to have a gazillion supernovas happen uh-huh. to create all the gold that you have in the Earth. Um, because I mean, uh, star these are big fucking stars. So they're mm-hmm. massive. That's a technical term, mind you. Yes. Um, I mean. We said it all the time in college, big fucking stars. Big fucking it says stars. in textbooks. But BFS is big fucking <laughs> stars. So big fucking stars, when they, when they explode, 
um, there's a lot of raw materials mm -hmm. to make that gold. Mm -hmm. um, but and when it explodes, I mean, you have it all going. It scatters. So it scatters. scatters out, and then it has to okay, but that's not it. what you asked. No, I know. That's not what you asked. No. And so, so it does scatter, and so mm -hmm. it goes off in different directions. Now, you might need a bunch of supernovas to actually occur to see. To have enough gold to coalesce, basically yeah. come together. I mean, because think about it. I mean, think about it. Uh, a star goes boom, creates this gold. Uh -huh. It goes off in all directions, yeah, by like, the way. And so you need some of that gold, just a, a, a small fraction of that gold, ends up in a molecular cloud, mm -hmm. which then collapses, and a very small fraction of that um, ends up on the Earth uh, or on a planet. Um, and so it's a fraction of a fraction. And yeah. And Mike just hit on something else I want to talk about, too. He said, uh, when the star explodes and it goes into another molecular cloud. Um, so when the star will explode and it sends its guts out through the cosmos, it will oftentimes hit other molecular clouds. And when that happens, that may be the trigger point for a, a new star, a catalyst, in this yeah. word, for a new star to be born. So that's exactly how our star was born, is a supernova went off nearby somewhere, and it collapsed our own molecular cloud and ignited our sun. Yeah, I think... I think Compress might be the better word. It word. compresses yeah. it, Compress, which then yeah. leads to the collapse. And so, yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing. It's an amazing. The universe is kind of a fucking amazing story. Um, and it's you, you don't need a god, but it's 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 just absolutely amazing that um, the universe existed for what eight. Uh, billion years before our sun even arrived on the scene, and um, and then what five six billion years ago, our sun uh, starts to collapse down. Mm -hmm. I mean, the molecular cloud starts yeah, to collapse yeah. down and creates our sun, and then you know what? Basically, four and a half billion years later, life mm -hmm. we arrive mm -hmm. here on Earth. About ready to eat some pizza tonight. Oh, and then you were born. Now you were born. Four, yeah. <laughs> Four and a half billion years ago, well, the formation of Michael George I was, began. I was in Eleven one years ago. <laughs> oh, that's, that counts. Oh, that's a drink. That's yeah. a drink. Um, okay. <laughs> All right. So. Anyway, where were we? Uh, so we were talking about <laughs> building blocks of the universe. We were just mentioned um, how the sun was born, how yes. gold was made, and the stars, and yes. how it helped. Coalesce into our sun. So, gets, so gas is the building block. Yeah, yeah, gas, just yeah. like and gas it's just is like the dispersed gas, like yeah. it's just gas and dust and that's just like Leia. It's just like oh Leia. God, oh, puppy God. dog Leia, not General no. Organa. What are the building blocks of things like Earth, Mars? Well, gold is one of them. Iron, 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 iron is a big carbon, dirt stuff, dirt shit, <laughs> dirt shit. Yeah. Do all because iron, I don't know. This might be a, a question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was. It was what, leading that what way. What percentage of planets that we it within well that we know of? Okay. Rocky planets have iron cores. Is an iron core well, kind of the uh, standard, or are there yeah, other other elements nickel. that can so be? So yeah, they always have iron nickel core. Whether or not you know they're rotating and heated up is another question. Like with the Mercury, it's cooling down, but the Earth's still yeah. going, uh, thanks to Theia colliding with us a couple of years well, ago. Well, Mercury's a lot smaller. Also true. So, uh, so yeah, they always have the heavier elements down below, because they're synced down to the core. 
Sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was reading Jack's Jack's comment. I was reading Jack's comment. It said Mike's carbon might have been in a dinosaur or redwood previously. That's another thing. Or was it dinosaur poop? Oh, worm. That was then then eaten by a redwood and, you know, eventually became Mike. How's a redwood eat the dinosaur? Oh, fertilizer. Fertilizer. Duh. So trees eat dinosaur poop. You know what? I'm fine if I was dinosaur poop. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Circle of oh, There's this, um, I forget the exact phrasing or the calculation behind it, uh, but we all breathe in the air and exhale, you know, as oh, well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So, like, over a good amount of time, you know, all the air, if you breathe it in somewhere on Earth, has been breathed in by, like, William Shakespeare, for example. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, Alexander the Great, yeah. just based off yeah. how much breath they took. So I, that's think it, I think it's, it's every breath you, you actually have. Every, every breath you take. <laughs> I, I just uh, I think that is one of the greatest songs it. ever. It's one of the greatest songs ever. People play that song at their weddings. It's a song about stalking. It's a stalking song. Okay, so this is a rabbit hole. Welcome I'm going to bring us back out because this is a rabbit hole. I'm going to jump into. Okay, well, Joe mentioned uh, by a trilobite. Trilobite. Oh, um, I love my trilobites. And my mom says we are all part of everything. Past question mark. Yes. 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 We're part of everything. Past. Everything. It's like, the cycle of, of life. <laughs> all the entire past of the universe. We are part of that. Yeah. We are. Who knows where we are? The cosmos. Our, who knows oh, where in the universe ready? all ready? the gases came ready? from? To ready? Yeah. Ready? So as we are the cosmos, we are a way for the cosmos to know itself. Ooh, Carl Sagan. Well done. All right, so we talked about the building blocks of the Earth and life. We got really deep with stuff with the cosmos. So let's go one more step of a building block. Oh, okay. So we got to solar system scale. What about universe? Or yeah, galaxy scale. Sorry. Yeah, galaxy okay. scale. Like we're already... Wow, we're skipping. Ga- a galactic, galactic, a galactic scale. scale. How much does the Milky Way weigh? Um, well, it's made of breast milk. We've learned That's in a previous right. episode. In the previous constellation episode. So, the guts, the stuff that make up a galaxy. First of all, what exactly defines a galaxy? We just have a couple of stars thrown out there in the universe, somewhere in the aether, and call it a galaxy. Or is there a certain threshold where it's, okay, mm-hmm. I have 6,000 stars, I have 6 million, 6 billion. Like, that's what's, a good what's the threshold there? That's a good question. Is it the shape that you have to have? Well, I mean, it has, to be, it has to be a certain size because you do have a large clusters of stars, globular clusters. Which is about 100,000 stars. Roughly. So yeah. you need to have, I think it's these larger structures of stars um, and some gas and dust, not all have a lot of gas and dust, but... What if it's like the Supreme Court said that pornography is that we know it when we see it? Uh, maybe, yeah, we know yeah. it. I'll, I'll, but it could be art, so... All galaxies are art. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that there's probably... Somebody's probably got a minimum... Yeah, yeah I'm sure there's, uh, like, an actual... Yeah, and so, I mean, because you could say, like, let's just take the biggest globular cluster that we know of, I think, which is, like, maybe... M13 and in, in Hercules, Hercules yeah. yeah, which I think has about a million stars in it. Okay, yeah. Um, and and globular clusters, if you it, think of a collection of stars in the shape of a basketball, so a spherical collection of mm-hmm. stars, they actually kind of orbit galaxies, like orbit the the Milky Way and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, they're and usually we, and, like out of like and in then, a halo. And the, yeah, the Milky Way would act like Pac-Man to eat them over time. Yeah, and these are some of the oldest stars, really, kind of in the universe. Um, and if you were on a planet, let's say a hypothetical planet around a star, you basically, you would have no night. 
um, pretty much. Because and towards the center, towards the center of, of this globular cluster. Wow, that's something because, because you have the star, and then you have, like, the uh, Hercules globular cluster, uh, cluster in 13 you have, like, a million other stars. So, and, well, you know, half a million other stars at night. So, so it just explodes with stars. Perpetual sunrise. Perpetual sunrise, yes. And not only that, if you're able to actually see it, the Milky Way. And you'd probably be dead, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, because the, the... Oh, radiation. Be, yeah, the water. radiation and yeah. the heat would so, be... So let's put you... Astronomical. So let's put you at the edge of this globular cluster. Let's do it. And so you actually would have night. If you are on a oh planet then, you would have... You would you would see your, your, your sun, your star. Okay. But then you would also see the Milky Way. What an amazing view. And see. that one star you would have will be accompanied by a million others. Uh, okay. We're oh, going we to we're, we're gonna get yeah. off of this. We're yeah. going to get off this. Uh, we're, well, we're already off of the main topic. But, okay, if you see the Milky Way, though, but it's it's not like, because you're not in you're not in the disc of the Milky Way, so you're not seeing it like we see. You would no. see the yes. Milky Way. You, you would, would see the yes. burned spiral. You would see the core. You would see the spiral arms. And what an amazing sight. And see. that's why they're looking at their own galaxy at the end of Star Wars, uh, the second one. Now, Hercules <laughs> Cluster still counts as in our galaxy, so they're still in that galaxy. This is a point. Yeah, of but they can see the whole galaxy. So Indeed. they're looking Still at their own inside. galaxy. I made a Star Wars reference, so we'll drink Yeah, and it's oh. at the it's at the end of Empire. Okay. I couldn't the names yeah. I was like Wrangling is back in. All right, Wrangling is back in. Wrangling is back in. That's why I'm here today, guys. The job of the host. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what are we talking about? Globular clusters. So galaxies, that's right. Galaxies. Yes, building blocks. Bo- building blocks. Uh, so there is some kind of threshold, I'm sure, as to what defines a galaxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most big galaxies definitely have at least one thing in common, and that's the object in the very center of their galaxy. Mm-hmm. Liz got excited. Go for it. Supermassive black hole. Supermassive uh, fucking black holes. Well, for ours, Sagittarius A star. And also known as cosmic dragons. Ooh, that's <laughs> right. Black holes cosmic in general dragons. are cosmic dragons. Go watch black holes. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> why? Why do galaxies at a certain size always have a... Always, I'm going to take that back. Mostly have a supermassive black hole in well, the center of the galaxy. Okay, well, uh, yeah. That, why? Because if you think about the building blocks of a black hole... A black hole stuff. is a, a star, a really super massive, huge ass motherfucking star Damn. that went supernova, but its core kept collapsing down over its own immense gravity uh, that it turns into a single mathematical point. Mathematical. Mathematical. Um, but then to get a super massive black hole... You need what? Like multiple black holes that then form into one and collide into one? There you go. Yeah, so... If so how do you get if, that at the if, center of a if, galaxy? If you, if you think... Yeah. If you need so stars... So let, let me go first, okay, and then okay, Mike will okay. correct me when I get no, wrong. Because no, right. I'm just hypothesizing at the moment as to how these... Well fucking done. <laughs> as to how these supermassive black holes can get formed in the center. So if you look at Sagittarius A star, we have about, what, one dozen, two dozen huge stars orbiting it. Yeah, and you can see there. Yeah, you can actually yeah. see it. Well, you can around. actually see it. It's yeah. fascinating. Okay, really quick, it. guys. Uh, just go Google Sagittarius A star time lapse, and you'll see stars actually orbiting this supermassive black hole, cool. and it's the coolest it's thing cool. ever. And, and these, these, that the images that 
were uh, that they we took them within our life. Yes, yes. It's like it's like ninety six to current day, and you can actually see them go around. It's fascinating. Yeah. So when you go out at night, the stars seem eternal. They don't appear to move, but we can see these stars move within our lifetime. But anyway, mm-hmm. continue. Okay. Um, so you have all these massive stars. Okay. Uh, so clearly, if there's that many stars near the center, because that's where everything's going to be orbiting all this mm-hmm. mass, mm-hmm. Um, over time, then, a black hole would, I'm going to say, induct these stars into its family, mm-hmm. basically swallow them up and become more massive. So yeah. I, I would hypothesize, then, that over a long duration of time, that that black hole would just constantly be eating other stars and get to the size of Sagittarius A star, and then the black holes as well. But how does the black hole get into the center of the galaxy? So be how a, do you? I would assu- what comes first? The, the chicken or the egg? The chicken or the egg? The, well, that, the galaxy I, or the black hole? So first of all, it's uh, what was it? The egg comes first. The egg always comes first. Yeah, uh, but in this case, I I, I can't think at the moment. Well, do, I mean, do, do you okay, take cosmos so, and Long Islands? You can say you don't know. It's fine. No, that's fine. All right. So, but you, you're you're right. So so the supermassive black hole grows in size because it is um, eating up. It is hungry. It is eating it's up. Hungry, hungry black hole. It is eating up other stars mm-hmm. um, as these other maybe smaller black holes orbit this larger black mm-hmm. hole at the center of the galaxy. Um, they they give off gravitational waves, which makes the orbit of that smaller black hole decay and actually you know falls into the black hole. That and that's why you know LIGO is such a an amazing thing. But um, so yes, they grow over time, and that's why if you look further back into the universe, what do you see? You see quasars, and when you look at quasars, quasi stellar. Objects, radio objects, yes, yes. And so they're very bright in the radio wavelengths. And so when you look at um, when you look at quasars, you're looking not at the galaxy itself. You're looking at the core of the galaxy. You're you're actually looking at a black hole that is feeding. Chills. Yes. Okay. Chills. A feeding black hole. So here comes the star. <laughs> so when we look when we look at our at our center of our galaxy. That's, that's great. <laughs> 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 Visualizing <laughs> a galaxy parent feeding <laughs> a black hole with supermassive stars, yes. Yeah, so when we look at the center of our galaxy, uh-huh. and when we look at um, uh, 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 Sagittarius A star, uh-huh. it is it's quiet. It's not feeding. The things that fall into it, um, and, and we get excited when, oh, wow, something has just fallen into this black hole because we can actually kind of see it. Mm-hmm. Um, we get outside of it. Generally, it's quiet. But if you have somebody on the other side of the universe right now looking at the Milky Way, oh, it's not a quasar. It at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yes, they're looking at it as when it, it was, was feeding hungry. 13 billion years ago. Ooh. 13 billion years ago, little tiny baby we, Milky Way galaxy. We always look into the past. <sighs> So yeah, uh, but how did it like what? How did it get to the center of the ga- The galaxy kind of did it. I don't. I don't know. It is. Yeah, I mean, whether it initially, whether this black hole initially started it's, there, it's probably not. No, it's, and it just kind of migrated it's there. Like a, like a snowball, thinking of it. It's like a snowball. As one thing gets bigger, other things are going to slowly attach onto it over a long duration of time. And when mm-hmm. you're forming over thirteen billion years. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of things are going to slowly attract to you, like the Hercules. And you're going to end up in the center. I mean, yeah. it, it's okay. it's like the it's like the iron nickel core. The heavier things. Oh wow! Okay, see that yeah. makes sense in my brain. All right. Yeah. Okay. They, they migrate to the and center. And that's why it's so point. consistent that spiral galaxies have these supermassive black holes Perfect. at the center of yeah. them. And so that's going to be one of the major building blocks of the Milky Way galaxy. And our galaxy is, is that supermassive black hole. Yeah. And and so our, our Milky Way also, well, I mean, you can say our Milky Way, but other other galaxies are consuming other galaxies in, in what we call it. Galactic cannibalism. Yes, now, now for those of us, for, for those of you on the podcast, uh, well, Mike said, what do we call it? Both of us pointed to Liz, because that's like her favorite <laughs> it's phrase. My favorite, it's my favorite scientific term, galactic cannibalism. Yes, and so the black hole at the center of that galaxy actually ends up um, uh, in, in the feeding into the black okay, hole yeah. at the center of, say, the Milky Way. Yeah. And, and that's what's going to be just an amazing thing when the when when Milky Way and Andromeda mm-hmm. collide. Is they're gonna they're gonna do this little dance? But they're gonna the, merge. They're gonna merge. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. They're so, gonna do this dance, but those black holes are gonna collide one day and make it even bigger. Supermassive. And the hole. waves that'll be sent out. I hope from somebody that. has a LIGO way out yes, there in the absolutely. universe to detect those. Okay. So that's kind of the building blocks of our Milky Way galaxy okay. and all galaxies: black right. holes, stars, planets, stuff getting more massive and giving us a shape. Uh-huh. Uh, we're going to kind of skip the superclusters. So, like, we had the Virgo supercluster. It's a whole bunch of galaxies kind of structured in this fascinating type of shape, uh, just in the interest of time. Okay. And we're going to take a big step and talk about the building blocks of the entire, I almost say cosmos, not just the universe, but the cosmos. Isn't the universe the cosmos? No. No, it's not. So, really quick. So, you can break down universe. Uh, universe, of course, one and one reverses. Existence. So one existence, I'll call it. Uh, but the cosmos is all that is. So if there's more than one universe, that's part the of the cosmos. The multiverse. Let's go find Lokis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. Well done. So the shape of... Oh, we have no idea what the shape of the cosmos would look like. I'm sure somebody oh, has the, some kind of crazy theory. There's still, the, there's still fucking the... Oh, the cosmos. Yeah. Uh, I was um, thinking the universe. Sh- yeah. yeah, the shape it's, of the universe. We have ideas. Taurus. It's, it's done in shapes. We watched the okay. video about Tauruses, yes. so that was an inside joke. If, if you're looking at anything on YouTube and they talk about Tauruses in the universe, just skip it. I, I had to walk out within the first few minutes. It just okay. pissed me off. So, anyway. So when I think of the shape of the universe, the structure of the universe, I'm going to think of the cosmic microwave background. Yes. Does that sound right to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a snapshot of the universe. Not that kind of Taurus, Katie. Uh, T-O-R-E. U.S. the shape Taurus, not a Taurus as in a, a Taurus the bull, oh, or, or she's a Taurus, so. <laughs> or Taurus the Pokemon. Um, or this, this, or this that. a big difference. You can only capture that uh, within the game. Anyway, <laughs> so the cosmic microwave background is basically a snapshot of the universe and how where the, where the mass where the galaxies currently are, and so you can see where it's quote unquote hotter. Uh, it's where the stuff is, and a little cooler where there's less stuff is. And when this was first taken, uh, this was called the face of God, because it was the first time you can actually see the entire universe. Can I, uh, how old is the universe when that snapshot is taken? Because I, I think we should tell them. Wasn't it about uh, 300,000 years old? 300,000 years old, yeah. Okay. And it was actually at the point where uh, it was the moment in which the universe cooled enough 
to where you can have um, photons freely fly out into the universe without running into mm-hmm. um, another atom. So, so that picture then is not pictures of galaxies and massive stars mm-hmm. and planets and civilizations. It's a picture of the smallest things, of the electrons, of the lights. And so once again, we come all the way around from particles to planets to galaxies to the superstructure of the cosmos mm-hmm. to individual points yet again. One of the weird things of space is the larger you study, the smaller you have to know. Just like Mike was saying, uh, you, you'll have to know those point particles, those electrons, those leptons, mm-hmm. as you want to study the structure of the universe. The largest thing that we know of the cosmos is made of the tiniest shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I like yeah. how he was going real nice and with real pros and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and then I come in. It was if, 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 if he asked me to repeat it, I wouldn't know what I just said. So yeah, so uh, Brandon's being the Carl Sagan, and then uh, you know you and I just bring it down to yeah to the everyday comic book level. I like having made of fun. small shit. As made of small shit. <laughs> so the big things made of smaller things made of smaller things made of things we don't really know of in that chaotic forest populated area. Whatever I said earlier. Really yeah, like chaotic forest. Area. It was nice. <laughs> now, of course, I think we should all join us for the, the hangover up next as we discuss what the structure of the cosmos, of the the multiverse oh, may look like. Is that what we're discussing? Yeah. The hangover? I just decided. I, so. I have right. spoken. Okay. Is that my, you, are, my are you birthday. closing it out? Are you closing it out to go into the hangover? Yeah, that's what I was doing right there. We, okay. We've been on a good long time, and this is a great time. I loved every moment of it. What's all on the pizza? The building blocks of pizza. Well, first of all, you got the good dough, right? And the dough is going to depend. Um, so no, this is for it, the hangover. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's going to go in types of yeast. Well, um, first, to make a pizza, you got to make the universe. Got to make the universe. Got to make the universe. All right, folks, thank you so much for joining us as we discussed everything from apparently pizza, the point particles, to the galaxies and the cosmos at large. Um, Join us for the next show as we discuss... Space weather! Wait, 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 wait. Space weather? Or is there a more specific title we had? Oh, shit, what was the title? Space tornadoes! Space tornadoes. And it, yeah, it's not a question, it's an exclamation point. Yeah. And I, we, we do want to thank uh, Liz's mom like to for this thank, topic. Uh, yes, contributed, topic contributed by viewer, my mom. <laughs> All right. So for those of you on the podcast, thank you for joining us. Have yourself a great, safe, long time. Um, for those of you on the YouTubes, uh, stick around in a few minutes. We'll go to the hangover. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll take a short break now and then we'll see you guys in a few minutes with the hangover. Cause I gotta, we gotta refresh. Can we make more drinks. We gotta make building blocks of the hangover. Building blocks of the hangover. I need to Coming eat something. Hot. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be good. All right. All right we'll be back. Cheers, everybody. Deuces.